You're listening to a podcast from 702. Alani on 702. 16 and a half minutes after five. All right, then let's talk a little bit more about this story surrounding uh, advocate Nomtobo Chiba and Lawrence Mkwebi, executives at the National Prosecuting Authority, who were struck off the role of advocates a little earlier on by Judge Francis Lechori in the North Gauteng High Court. Let's go to advocate Jeremy Muller, who is the chair of the General Council of the Bar. Advocate Muller, good to talk to you. Uh, hello, Zolani. Nice to talk to you too. Nice talking to you. So, as of today, can I refer to Nomtobo Chiba as Advocate Chiba, or should I wait until she appeals? <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, I suspect that uh, there's bound to be an appeal simply because of the uh, the import of the judgment. Um, as things stand at the moment, until and unless uh, an application for leave to appeal is brought, they uh, both Ms. Chiba and Mr. Murebi are struck off the role of advocates. And uh, as a consequence, in terms of the Admission of Advocates Act, they are no longer entitled to, uh, to act as advocates. But, um, but I'm sure this is not the last of the, of the application. Now, it's quite important that you say they are not entitled to act as advocates, which may very well mean they are not entitled to, to sit in their offices right this afternoon. Well, the, the, the judgment itself um, drew the comparison between a section in the National um, Prosecuting Authorities Act uh, and the and the admission of advocates act both of those bits of legislation one of which governs advocates generally and one of which uh, governs the appointment of um, uh, senior officials to the national prosecuting authority require uh, those who hold those positions to be fit and proper persons and the judgment itself uh, says that although the test might be slightly different clearly if one is struck off the role of advocates one is no longer eligible uh, in terms of Section 9 of the National Prosecuting Authorities Act to hold those positions. It's also interesting because you touch on, on the, the requirement of being a fit and proper person in this position, but is there an objective requirement? And I think the judge does talk a little bit about those issues. Objective requirement of what it is, uh, or of what is required in order for one to be a fit and proper person. Uh, again, I, I, I'll, I'll talk really about the Admission of Advocates Act rather than the National Prosecuting Authorities Act. Um, and as the judgment makes uh, clear, there, there's no uh, definition of that phrase in the legislation, in either bits of legislation. But the courts over the years have discussed what that entails. And uh, although it's uh, a case-sensitive test in each case, every, every case will be different, or the circumstances will be different, uh, in general terms, uh, the, the, the courts have a fairly clear idea of what it, what it requires. There's also another interesting element of the judgment because it does allude to the fact that perhaps the pre-admission character screening of lawyers is not as stringent, stringent as it used to be. So the problem may not necessarily be when somebody has got this position of the National Director of Prosecution or, 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 the, or, or the acting NDPP, but the pre-screening pro- process itself. Well, b- bear in mind that, all, uh, that both Ms. Jiba and uh, Mr. Murebi are admitted advocates. And in order to be admitted as advocates, they had to uh, establish to the satisfaction of the court which admitted them as an advocate that they were fit and proper persons to become an advocate. So on the basis of the evidence uh, before the courts uh, at the time when they were admitted, some some years ago, whenever that might have been, uh, they satisfied that test. But but of course things change, and that's why the uh, Admission of Advocates Act contains provisions saying that uh, the general counsel of the bar can bring an application to have an admitted advocate removed from the role of advocates um, if uh, if it's evident that they no longer are fit and proper to practice as an advocate. And perhaps then uh, at that point, if you may just remind us why you brought this application uh, for these two to be struck off the roll. 
Yes, I think it's important for your listeners to, to be reminded. The, the background is this. In 2014, um, at a time, of course, when the NPA was under a, a different regime, if you like, things have changed since then. But in 2014, the NPA itself uh, wrote to the GCB and, and asked us to consider bringing applications to have Ms. Jeeba, Mr. Morebi, and uh, a third person, Mr. Mizanyati, struck off the role of advocates. And the reason why they did so was because by then a number of high court judgments had uh, uh, directed fairly stinging criticism against the three of them arising out of their conduct in, uh, in a variety of matters. And so it was against that background that we gave consideration to the request. We, we, uh, uh, we anxiously considered it. We, we studied the judgments and ultimately came to the conclusion that we had no option but to bring the application. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, the Admission of Advocates Act gives specific uh, power to the GCB to do it. Uh, and so we felt in duty bound to bring the applications. And of course, you are happy with the outcome. Well, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with this outcome than I would have been with a, with a different outcome, of course. But, um, but as I say, I've given the background uh, against which we brought the application. And uh, I'm pleased that the, the judgment um, vindicates the reasons for doing so. Now, some of the reasons you considered in, uh, making, this con- or in making this application were s- the comments made at the Supreme Court of Appeal. I'm just wondering, and I'm asking you this as a lawyer, whether in appealing, again appealing to the Supreme Court of Appeal, that may be difficult for Numdobo Jiba and Mkhwebi here, simply because the issue has been there before and uh, adverse comments about them have been made at that level before. Yes, I, I think one, one has to bear in mind that, that every application is decided on its own facts. And so although the background to the application which we brought uh, uh, included remarks made by the Supreme Court of Appeal, um, the, the papers filed in this application are lengthy, are voluminous, and, and both Ms. Jiba and uh, Mr. Marebi uh, filed lengthy affidavits, gave certain explanations for um, for their conduct, uh, addressed some of the criticism against them uh, in the judgments. And if one goes through the judgment that was handed down this morning, um, those explanations were analysed, and in certain cases, in, in, in some respects, the court concluded that, uh, that their conduct did not constitute uh, reason to strike them off um, the role of advocates. In other respects, their explanations were rejected. So uh, a careful analysis was made, and it's not simply that the, that the criticisms directed at them by the High Courts uh, and by the Supreme Court of Appeal in previous decisions were, were adopted. Um, this case, if it goes on appeal um, uh, successfully, that is to the SCA, will be analysed in the same way as any other case. All right. Let's say then it goes to the SCA and Nomtrobo uh, Chiba um, is successful there. But the comments made by the judge today, uh, Justice Francis Lachodi, uh, to me are not unimportant. And let me just, you know, say one, I'm going to read one or two so for my listeners to understand some of the issues that he had to say. And perhaps you can make a comment after that, Advocate Muller. Mm. Uh, in one case, he says, I cannot believe that the two officers of the court, talking about these two, who hold such high positions in the prosecuting authority, will stoop so low for the protection and defense of one individual who had been implicated in serious offenses. That's one. Uh, but another one where he says, Mzignati, Breitenbach, and other prosecuting officials who were involved in the investigation of charges against uh, and prosecution of Nzuli were like foot soldiers in a war-zoned area crying loud for the freedom and space to declare war 
and to fight against serious crimes that are crippling our country and threatening investment. Jiba, on the other hand, was like a commander-in-chief and in charge, required to lead by example. But instead, she flouted every rule in the fight against crime. Her failure to intervene when she was required to do so has failed the citizens of this country and in the process brought the image of the legal profession and prosecuting authority into disrepute. Both Mkwebe and Jiba should be found to have ceased to be fit and proper persons to remain on or on a role of advocates. Now, the, the decision may be turned at the Supreme Court of Appeal, but these comments will always be there against these two. What happens in the future? You're reading from uh, paragraphs 167 and 170 of the judgment, and yeah. those observations caught my eye too. Um, well, look, the position is this. The, the, the judgment for the moment stands as it is, and those observations um, are, are as, as your listeners, I'm sure, will have uh, uh, discerned, are, are, are very pointed, are very um, uh, uh, serious. Uh, if the Supreme Court of Appeal holds a different view, uh, if an appeal is, is um, successful to it, well, then that will be the, f- the final word on the matter. For the time being, of course, um, the, the judgment stands and the observations which uh, Judge Lahori has made um, are, are significant. Advocate General Mola, let me thank you very much for now. I really appreciate your time with us. It's a pleasure. And he's the chairman of the General Council of the Bar of South Africa.